Welcome to the Cut It Straight Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Whitley. Cut It Straight is a podcast helping you pursue excellence in your preaching and ministry. In this episode, we're going to begin our series, Discerning the Call of God. I hope you enjoy Welcome to the Cut It Straight Podcast, Episode 15. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Whitley. We're going to begin a new series entitled, Discerning the Call of God. One of the most exhilarating and exciting times for a young Christian is to feel the call of God. On the other hand, it is perhaps one of the most frustrating things that you can begin to feel. You're trying to feel out God's will, to know His purpose to know what He would have you to do. Well, it is my hope that this series will help you begin to discern the call of God. And I want to look at two important principles before we begin to look at the qualifications to the call of God, and that is the call of salvation and the call to discipleship. Let's look first at the call of salvation. Now, before Jesus calls us to ministry, he calls us to himself. 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says that he has called us to a holy calling. 1 Corinthians 1 and 9, Paul writes, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 8 and 30, and those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he has also glorified. Paul writes in 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 and through 14. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. To this he called you through our gospel, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. We have first a summons to Christ before we have a summons to the ministry. You must be assured of your salvation. You must have faith in Jesus Christ. You must have repented of your sins, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so before he calls us to ministry, he calls us to himself. Your identity and purpose is found in your salvation and not your ministry. It's whose you are and not what you do. Oftentimes, uh, men who enter into the ministry begin to think that they don't have to ponder their own salvation any longer, that they don't have to live by the gospel that they preach However, it is Christ who saves us. It is Christ who keeps us saved. And it is the gospel of Jesus Christ that we proclaim to others. You do not graduate from the gospel. Instead, you live by it every day. You must be assured of your salvation. It is the gospel that is the instrument of our call. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, 
is the instrument and means by which God issues his call to us and brings us into new life and union with Jesus Christ. We are called out of bondage. We are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are made new creatures in Christ Jesus. Those who are called to preach the gospel oftentimes can be susceptible to a drift from the gospel. That's why it is vital for a man pondering the call to the ministry to have a firm, sustained grip on the gospel. There is no call to the ministry that is not first a call to Christ. Next, we are called from salvation into discipleship. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a German theologian and who was uh, killed by Hitler at one of the concentration camps, said this. He wrote in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, and I quote, When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. We are called to discipleship. We are called to follow Jesus Christ. Before we enter into the ministry, we must be a disciple. We must be called to be saints. Now, the, the, word, the word disciple refers to a learner or a student. In the times of Christ, a disciple would follow a rabbi or a teacher wherever he would go and would learn. The disciple was learning the teachings of that rabbi in hopes of becoming like his teacher. The student was committed to the teacher and would follow him and his teachings. And so, Jesus calls us to himself, but then calls us to be like him. We are to follow him. Jesus says in John 15 and 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you. You didn't find salvation. Christ found you. And he has called to make you new and to make you into his image. We must follow Christ and his teachings. We must believe in who he is, that he is the mighty God in Christ Jesus. We must be obedient to his call. And we must be willing to count the cost of what it is to follow Jesus Christ, to take up the cross and follow him, to deny ourselves, to deny our old way of living. We are sold out and committed and devoted to following Christ and his teachings. Now, he makes us into disciples. We are changed. We're no longer who we used to be. We follow him and we are made into his image. Now, in Matthew 28 and 19, Jesus tells his disciples that they are to go out and make more disciples. So following Jesus means that we are co-missioned to make more disciples. Well, you can't make more of what you aren't yourself. Jesus said, if you follow me, I will make you fishers of men. I think it was D.L. Moody who said, if you're not fishing, you're not following. So as disciples of Jesus Christ, we're called to go and make more disciples. Now, Romans 1 and 7 and 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, Paul writes that we are called to be saints. Not only are we followers of Christ and to his teachings, 
but we are also members of a local body of believers. My wife and I went to a restaurant a few years ago uh, here in Knoxville, and uh, the man, the, the waiter uh, who was taking care of us, asked us if we went to church somewhere, and we told him that we pastored, uh, helped pastor at First Apostolic Church. And uh, I asked him if he was a Christian. He said, oh, yes, of course I'm a Christian. And I said, well, what church do you go to? And he said, well, I don't go to church. I don't believe in organized religions. Well, let me say this. If there is no such thing as an individual Christian, you cannot be a Christian without the church. Jesus Christ himself established the church. And I thought to myself, well, if he is going to win others, that would mean that there's more than one and that has organized religion written all over it. And so that would defeat the purpose of his individualistic church. And so you are called to discipleship, but you are called to a body of believers. You must be committed to the church. You must have a pastor. You must be submitted to the biblical government that God has laid out for the church in the scriptures. You must be committed to other believers, serving others, helping others, and of course, making more disciples. Now, these two steps, the call to salvation and the call to discipleship, are not lesser calls than the call to ministry. You still have value. You still have worth in the kingdom of God if you're called to salvation and called to discipleship, but you never enter into the ministry. You can still win souls. You can still grow the kingdom of God. You can still find value and invest in others by being a disciple of Jesus Christ. There's not different levels of, uh, of discipleship or different levels of spirituality within the church. It is being called to salvation and being called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Someone has said that considering a call to ministry can be like slashing through a jungle overgrown with questions. And it certain, certainly feels that way sometimes. You ask yourself, well, who am I? Uh, what are my priorities supposed to be? What if I fail as a preacher? Well, that's where you need to have a strengthened grip on the gospel. When you begin to feel the call to ministry, or perhaps you've even uh, declared you have a call to the ministry, you invite spiritual warfare into your life in two fronts. Number one, the devil is going to try to attack your mind and your heart and your spirit. How do you know you're called? Are you even worthy of calling? He would never call someone like you. Uh, how do you even know that you're saved? Well, when those types of questions begin to come, you need to have a firm grip on the gospel and your salvation. You need to study the word of God, get on your knees and pray. Make sure in your heart that you are assured of your salvation. And then number two, when you begin to publicly declare that you're called into the ministry, Others will begin to uh, question your call and question your salvation. Well, who do you think you are? God would never call someone like you. You don't, you don't have a dad that's a preacher. You don't come from a line of ministers. Uh, you, you don't have the ability. You don't have the know-how. Uh, and these types of questions then can come into your heart, and then you begin to wonder about your own identity. Well, guess what? You're not worthy for ministry just as you were not worthy for salvation. For while we were yet enemies, Christ died for us. While we were yet 
yet sinners, Christ loved us and died for us. And so when you realize that I'm not worthy for salvation, I'm not worthy for discipleship, and I'm sure not worthy for the call to the ministry, but I am dependent upon him for my salvation. I'm dependent upon him for my discipleship, and I am dependent upon him for a call to ministry. I know that I'm not worthy, but God is faithful. And if he's called me to this, he will equip me. He will help me. He will anoint me. And so I want you to keep these two things in mind, the call to salvation and the call to discipleship. And this will help you begin to to discern the call of God to the ministry. Thanks for tuning in to the Cut It Straight podcast. For more information and episodes, go to nswhitley.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Cut It Straight podcast on iTunes. Go to Facebook and search for N.S. Whitley and like and share my page. And follow me on Twitter at N.S. Whitley.